This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome to another episode of The Drop and welcome to another episode of The Drop where we discuss the Blues' seventh loss in a row. That's right, seven losses in a row. How many teams within an NHL season can say they've lost seven in a row? Not too many. It does happen, but it really doesn't happen that often as you would think. We're going to break this uh, loss down. We're going to go ahead and get to the highlights, and actually, I call them the lowlights real quick. We're going to get to the post-game interviews. And then I'm going to give you my uh, unbiased, as always, look at this team and what's wrong, what could be wrong, where they're headed. I'm just flabbergasted. So let's go ahead and get right into these lowlights. This game would start off very quickly with the Blues not playing very well. Just a bad, bad game for them. Their captain, Petrangelo, looked bad. You know, there are people that say, well, he he looked pretty good, but then he looked bad. I think 85% of the game, he looked bad. He was making too many mistakes. People are saying that, well, he was trying too hard and this and that. And that seems to be the Blues' excuse lately. It's not lack of effort. It's not the lack of talent. It's the fact they were trying too hard. So I guess these uh, first two goals in the first period that would give the Wild a two to nothing lead. The Blues were just trying way too damn hard. For Minnesota now. Power play is brought to you by E Trade. Shot the score. That didn't take long in the season series. Minnesota now five for ten on the power play. And the guy that we talked about in our open boy is he excelled against the St. Louis Blues. A face-off win against a very tough opponent, Brodziak, but Stahl has been dynamic in that area. The shot, it looks like it glances off the back end of Alex Petrangelo. Petrangelo ends up skating right in front of that shot. Zucker with a nice move there on his backhand. Looks to the forehand, and for Stahl scores! This line continues to shine. When it looked like the Blues had some possession in the offensive zone, Zucker makes a nice one-headed move around the young defenseman. Vince Dunn curls up, and with no backside pressure on Stahl, nobody finds the late man. Stahl just jams that one home, the late arriving man on the scene. The Wild take a 2 to nothing lead on goals by Zucker, which would be a power play goal, and then Granlund, the Blues are down 2 to nothing. That goal by Zucker would be his 26th. Suter gets his 35th assist. Stahl gets his 30th assist. Michael Granlin gets his 18th goal of the year. Stahl adds an assist on that second goal, his 31st. Zucker, who got the first goal, gets his 22nd assist. The first goal was at 257 of the first. The second was at 713. And Minnesota's up two to nothing. The Blues played a little bit better after this. They got a little bit of pressure on Dubnik. Vladimir Tarasenko would just put a beautiful shot over Dubnik to get the Blues back in this game at two to one. Turned over, back into the slot, and they score! Tarasenko 
It's his 25th of the season. And that's a huge goal for the Blues to bring him within one. Well, Braden Shen stayed on after his two line mates. Sosnikov came off after a line change, so Shen out of gas, but he goes to the front of the net. Dumba's got good control of the puck right here. He tries a little spin around and gets dumped down there. A little shove move right there by Shen at the end of his shift. And then you can see that Tarasenko slides in there undetected again. That late man coming into the play. And the Minnesota Wild don't find him and an easy little tap in on the stick side. His 21st goal at even strength. You know, a lot of top scorers in the league, they score a lot of power play goals. Some of them are pretty even half and half. But Tarasenko shows me something. 21 out of his 25 goals are even strength. He's got four power play goals. Now, some people are going to say, well, he doesn't show up on the power play. If you're scoring most of your goals five on five, you're a pretty damn good player in all honesty. That goal by Tarasenko, like I said, would be his 25th. Shin got his 32nd assist. Steen got his 25th assist. Nine minutes, 59 seconds in. The Blues are back in this game at two to one. I know a lot of people are just waiting for the hammer to fall. I was hopeful at that point, even though I didn't think they were playing great. They were still in a game, and regardless of whether you're playing good or bad, if you're in a game, you're in a game. Some of my hope started to fade after that when uh, Michael Granlin got his second goal of the game at 11-17 of the first to put the Wild back up by two. And 49 points for Granlin on the season. Sealer, right in front of the score, pounded out of the air. Granlin, three to one. Well, Jake Allen motioning as if that stick was high, but... The referee's certainly not signaling that. And again, it's Stahl getting the puck down low, playing it D to D. The shot on goal up high. Oh my goodness, what great hand-eye coordination by Granlin. It goes off his chest first, and then it drops down low be be below his shoulders. After it hits his arm and his chest, and there's the swat of the stick right there as he is all alone in front of the net. Good job by the defenseman just to get that puck on the net. You can see Jake Allen for whatever reason, was sliding over to his right. I think at this point, we were all probably thinking there's no way the Blues are going to come back. They've not been scoring. Heck, a three-goal effort by the Blues is like a normal team scoring six, seven goals. That's how excited Blues fans get when the Blues are able to score three goals. But at this point, it's three to one, heading out of the first. Granlin gets his second goal of the game, his 19th of the year. Sealer gets his second assist and former blue Nate Prosser gets his uh, sixth assist. And the reason I'm laughing is that's a Mike Yo signing at the beginning of this year, such a pivotal player, Nate Prosser. He's a strong guy, gives a lot of effort. Yeah. And the blues ended up waving him 11 minutes, 17 seconds into the first, the blues are down three to one shots on goal. Even in that period, eight to eight. You wonder what Mike Yo is going to say to this team between periods. I don't think it's going to be anything different than he said in the last six losses. No matter what he said, the Blues came out in the second period and they got back into this game on an early goal, 15 seconds in by Alex Petrangelo. One and one tonight and a new personal best with 48 points. Right in front, they score that quickly. Petrangelo off a beautiful feed and it's a 3-2 game, four on four and Dubnik down. I don't, I, I think he might have yanked something going to his left right there. And what a play by Alex Petrangelo, but he gets a perfect feed from Jay Bowmeister. Jay Bowmeister waited for as long as he could and then made a perfect pass up to Alex Petrangelo. The face-off one 
Watch the way that Bullmeister goes on our Wendy's Robo Cam. He waits, he almost paints himself in a corner here, but right on the tape. And uh, obviously the great play by Schwartz back to Alex Petrangelo, but it was the push-off by the goaltender that has to concern the Minnesota Wild. Well, Dubnik continued in this game, so I don't know if he was injured. I haven't heard anything uh, as of this morning, but uh, he continued in the game for the Wild, and apparently he wasn't hurt that bad, but I may be wrong. I just haven't heard anything so far about that injury. That goal would be Petrangelo's 10th of the year. Schwartz would get his 25th of the assist. Great pass from Bo Meester, his fifth assist, 15 seconds in. The Blues are back in this at 3-2. to two. But the slight jubilation that we felt that the Blues were back in this game, even though they hadn't played very good, didn't last very long. Zilker in front, Suter the shot, stop, rebound, they score, stop! They are so good from the goal line to the slot. The shot creates some havoc, Hutton thinks he's got it. And Hutton's very, very good at grabbing loose pucks. But you can see the relentlessness in the attack on the loose puck right there. Zucker pops it free, and Stahl is having a brilliant offensive night here. Boy, a great opportunity there for Charlie Coyle. Another shot, and they score! Nico Poibu, just his fourth goal of the last 22 games. He's shooting a lot more, though, and he sure did right there. Well, he's such a... A solid two-way center iceman, and obviously the offensive side of it has gone to the stall line, but Gunderson reversed that puck, but there was two Minnesota Wild all over him. Charlie Coyle, well, on the backhand, Carter Hutton thinks that he's going to his left, and you can see Carter Hutton, the goalie, he goes back to his left there, and a beautiful reverse pass. The Blues were just terrible in this game defensively. If we remember correctly, last year, in the first round of the playoffs against the Wild, the Blues made the Wild shoot from the perimeter, way out, 30, 35, 40, 45-foot shots continuously. They couldn't get around the goal. The Blues did not let them. This game, that's where most of these goals came from, was right around the goal. Blues were just standing around watching guys skate like they were there for tea. It was really, really bad. So Stahl gets that first goal that puts them up 4-2, to two, power play goal. Eight minutes, 19 seconds in. That would be Stahl's 31st goal. Zucker gets his 23rd assist. Suter gets his 36th assist. Just not much you can do when you're playing this bad. Charlie Coyle, I have to give the guy credit, was a beautiful, beautiful play. He's behind the goal. He makes Carter Hutton think he's going to come around to the left side of the goal, start skating that way. Hutton kind of slides that way and cheats, and then he passes it to Koivu for his 10th goal on the right-hand side. Just a beautiful pass. Uh, Coyle gets his 18th assist on that beautiful pass. Zach Parese gets his 6th assist. 17 minutes, 17 seconds in. Commanding lead, 5-2. to two. Just when you think the Blues are down and you're not going to hear anything from them, Tarasenko gets your hopes up a little bit, gets his second goal of the game. It was a power play goal at 18:32, and the Blues are back within two. Done to Shen, down low, tic-tac-toe pass, and Dubnik down, they score! What a great shot, the only place Tarasenko could go, and a sharpshooter like him won't miss. I thought Dubnik had it with the top pad and that old classic two-pad slide right there, but this is as accurate as you will find. And Tarasenko lurking in the weeds on the right side of the ice after Dunn makes a nice reverse play to Shen, Shen down low. This one explodes off the stick from the goal line. 
from Steen to Schwartz, but Schwartz is able to bounce it over to his right there, and Tarasenko calmly plays that back and under the bar and in. A beautiful pass from Schwartz to Tarasenko, right on the side of the goal. Dubnik was down and kind of just twirling his legs around, I guess the best you could say. Tarasenko puts it right up over him, and we've got a 5-3 to three game. Tarasenko's second goal of the game is 26 of the year. Schwartz gets his 26 assist. Steen gets his 26 assist. 18 minutes, 32 seconds in. The Blues are back in at 5-3. to three. Now, personally, it's a game, yeah, but I wasn't expecting the Blues to score much more, if any. I was shocked they scored three goals. But I was pretty sure that the Wild were going to score more just by the way the Blues were playing defensively. And just about a minute and 12 seconds after Tarasenko's goal, that gave you a smidge of hope. Jared Spurgeon gets his ninth goal to give the Wild a 6-3 lead going out of the second period. for the home team and devastating certainly for the Blues after they're fighting and pecking away here. This goes off the skate it looked like after the shot from the point. Spurgeon does a good job. He knows the clock and it might have glanced off of Jay Bowmeister and behind goaltender Carter Hutton. Hard to tell exactly. That's how it went off Bowmeister's skate. They're, gonna, they're calling it. They're, they're trying to buy some time. Well, it didn't go off of a Minnesota player skate. It actually went off Jay Bowmeister's skate. So the goal was good. Spurgeon gets his ninth. Granlin gets his 33rd assist. Suter gets his 37th assist. Going out of the second period, the Blues are down 6-3. to three. Minnesota outshot them 15-12, to 12, but a lot of the Blues' chances weren't very, very good. Minnesota dominated in the third period. They would outshoot the Blues 10-5, to five, and they would get two more goals, and both of them by Eric Stahl to give him the hat trick. And then cleared out by Koivu. Lead pass for Stahl. He's right in! Scores! What a shot! Top shelf! Well, there's a lot of hats on the ice. They'll have to give them back. They took one away from him. As of now, that's just his second, but it is his fourth point. So yeah, they, they'll do some collecting there. They took away the second goal of the game and gave it to Granlund. Otherwise, you're right, it would be the hat trick. The fans were not aware of that. After the Blues have a lot of time in the offensive zone, it just takes one little pass through the middle of the ice and stall. Just a really elusive wrist shot. He brings it back there and just snaps it high to the same side. So Thunder Bay native stall going up against the Thunder Bay native, Carter Hutton. And shot by Cross. On the back of the line to Sealer. What a pass! Hit the goal post! And another goal post! He scores! Full of confidence, having fun, big smiles on their faces. Great pass by Granlin. Always looking for the open man. And after the first attempt was stopped, big Eric Stahl just stays with that strong on his tape. Before I get into the goals, I've got to say one thing about Darren Pang. He is a Blues announcer, but you know what? He is very unbiased when he does nationally televised games such as, uh, the, such as the ones on NBC Sports. A lot of other guys... They're not so unbiased. They cheer a little bit more, yell a little bit more when their team, their normal team, makes a good play. Darren Pang is even keel, gets just as excited 
for the other team's goal as he does for the Blues goal. A true professional, Darren Pang is, and I salute him for that. Those two goals for Stahl would be his 32nd and 33rd, 7 minutes 46 seconds in. Sucker gets an assist his 24th. Koivu gets an assist his 23rd. Wilder up 7-3. to three. His second goal would come just a little over three minutes later. Actually, his third goal of the game. Uh, his 33rd of the season, Zucker got an assist on that one. Also his 25th. Granlin gets an assist on that one. His 34th, 10 minutes, 54 seconds in. The Wild go up 8-3, to three, and that would be the final score of the game. Let's go ahead and go into the stats of the game. 33 shots on goal for the Wild. Blues got 25. Face-offs in favor for the Blues. 52% to 48%. Blues had six power plays capitalized on one. The Wild had six power plays capitalized on two. Each team had 12 penalty minutes. Hits, the Blues were ahead in that category, 20 to 16. Blocks, the Wild blocked uh, 16 shots. The Blues had nine. Blues had two giveaways and the Wild had 10. These are going to be very interesting post-game interviews. I would say they're some of the most honest post-game interviews the Blues have given this season. We're going to hear from the players first. We're going to hear from Bo Meester, Tarasenko, and Axe Petrangelo. And these guys are just dumbfounded. They are just beaten down. Just terrible. I mean, it looks like somebody has just stolen their puppy. It's pretty sad. And Coach Mike's not much more positive than they are. Let's go ahead and get into these. And then we're all going to get my final comments on this Blues team. I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, the way we've been going here, you hope it's kind of rock bottom. Uh, I don't think there's, you know, we scored some goals. I guess you can take some positives over that. But um, we're a game. At times we played hard. We had some bad bounces and just had bad times. And, uh, yeah, it's a tough, tough game. We're playing good teams. I mean, they take advantage of some opportunities. and. We just we weren't good enough again. A lot of goals given up in these last last few games are, are you is, is is a big part of it. You're, you you know missing Edmonton and Bortuzzo back there. Or I mean it seems pretty loose on the back end. Yeah, well when you let in this many goals, as you can't point at one or two guys, it's usually a group effort. And um, different games, it's been different things. I mean some games we've been playing too much in our end. Other games have been turnovers and. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's just all going in right now. Um, you know, that's, uh, for us, that's very uncharacteristic because we've always pride ourselves on being a good defensive team, and that goes right through our lineup. And um, that's not even playing in your own end. It's just taking care of the puck and spending time in the other team's end and doing all the things where you don't really have to play defense. Um, but right now, I mean, we're just so disconnected. It's, uh, but we got one tomorrow, so <laughs> hopefully, uh, uh, you know, I keep saying you got to kind of dump it and move on, but you really do. I mean, uh, there was times tonight where we did put some shifts together and we were good. We scored some goals, and uh, it's hard to feel good about anything, but. Uh, you have to. You have to move on. Jay, a lot of mistakes tonight. You know, not pointing out one of them or singling out one of them, but uh, the delay of game. What happened there? Yeah, I, I couldn't probably do that again if I tried. Um, 
yeah, you're trying to get it down, shoot it hard, it kind of took off on me, but again, it's just probably just trying to do too much or whatever uh, that's going through our lineup and that's not helping us. Obviously, a bad play at a bad time, and that's on me, and I can I can take that, but uh, no. Yeah, if you guys are going to be good, I mean, you got some young players in the lineup, but the veterans have to be at their best, and it seemed like there were a lot of breakdowns by the veterans tonight. Yeah, here, I mean, you're only going to go as far as your guys are going to take you, and um, yeah, I mean, it's been breakdowns for like two weeks. We've been talking about it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. It's it's just uh, that's what happened. And everybody knows we got to be better. It's, it's for whatever reason we just uh, can't get over that hump right now. Jay, you played a lot of hockey in your career. Have you experienced anything like this this last stretch? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, everybody does. It's just it's the <laughs> the timing and the I think the expectations. Um, you know, when we're on a team. Uh, yeah, obviously here since I've been here we've had good teams and you expect to be in the playoffs and um, we've we've had stretches where we haven't played well or whatever but we haven't had a stretch like this where you lose you know six seven in a row um, it's all kind of a test I mean we're you really look at it we're still still kind of right there um, and I know we've probably said this after the last number of games but we, you know if you get a win and you kind of start maybe try to feel good about yourself then you can climb back in it. Um, it's just you just gotta kind of gotta kind of put a stop to it. As the losses mount up, does it get harder and harder to shake it off and you know try to refocus and regroup to maybe get that next win in the next game? Well, I, I mean, it's human nature. You're gonna think about it and think about the past and mistakes and that sort of thing. But um, as hard as it is, it really doesn't matter. I mean, you wake up tomorrow and you get another game and we're back at home and a place where we haven't played very well. So, you know, if you need any motivation, and, uh, you know, there it is. You want to play good at home in front of your fans and all that. So um, there's a lot of ways to look at it. Um, but the only way I think we'll drag ourselves out of it is to, to number one, just look ourselves in the mirror and uh, every individual just we just have to play our best hockey and you know if we do that as a team we we can win games but uh, just just got to get connected again much nothing to see the score is on the scoreboard and there's not much to say about that game but it's some offensive energy tonight but uh, boy the, the defense the last few games uh, not what you look. Not enough. Whatever we have now, it's not enough. That's it. Maybe not going to break down the game, but you guys scored twice and they score right away. I mean, that's a killer. Yeah, would you want me to answer on this no, one? Just, you know, it's obvious things. It's not like, trust me, everyone is frustrated. And I don't know. It's way more than frustrated now. And, you know, we can stop. Like, I don't know what to say. It's. It's embarrassing, and like I always said, it's all about our goalies. Like we can put these two guys in this spot, and this is just not normal. Right now, yeah, we're completely disconnected in our game. We got to 
it's unacceptable. It's the reality of it. So. You know, you get some young players and you're missing Paul, but you know mistakes uh, by like. You can make that excuse. You can make that excuse a million different times. I don't even. I'll be honest with you. I don't even remember all the mistakes. So we can throw whoever we want under the bus, but teams pick each other up and cover up those mistakes. So it's uh, it's not good enough right now. It's reality. Is it disconnect all over the ice? Because it just seemed like yeah. defensive. Started off well again. I thought we started well. You know, yeah, I score a power play goal, but. You know, I thought we were did some good things there, and then uh, I don't know, just disconnected. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy to break down the game, but you guys score twice and then give mm -hmm. up a goal right away. You know, just a team that hasn't scored many goals. How does that happen? Um, was that the five-on-three goal, or no? Yeah, I don't even know. Ah, uh, you gotta find a way to close the door. That's the that's the situation. We can't leave. Leaving our goalies out to dry. That's Alex, you guys have been so good on defense, really, for for so long, and now lately, I mean, you gotta tighten up. You gotta protect your net, and then you'll get opportunities from playing hard defense, right? We've done that for years here. We've had success doing so. So that's what we gotta do. I, probably just saying the same thing, Bo didn't know. It seems like the start of that second period, you guys need to find something positive to get you guys going here. It seemed like you really got going there at the start of the second yeah. period, almost tied it, but. Yeah, like that five on three goal just kind of. Did you feel like you had the momentum there? Yeah, we did. And, you know, you know, I think, you know, yeah, they score a five on three goal. That's stuff's going to happen. But how do we respond from that, right? We got to find a way to respond from that. And again, pick each other up. So teams do. How, do you, how do you avoid the pity party here? I mean, you got to play again tomorrow. And there's. Yeah. You can play again tomorrow. Um, got a job to do. And tomorrow we got to wake up and. You know, not happy about it. So the effort better. The level of play of some players needs to come up. It's that simple. Um, too many guys right now that aren't giving us a chance to win hockey games. This is a team game. Um, there's actually a number of guys that I really like the effort and what they gave us tonight. And um, we'll make sure that those guys continue doing that. And then, and then uh, we'll make decisions after that as far as who wants to play and. Who wants to be in the lineup? Like two of your leaders just got done saying how you're disconnected on the ice right now. How tough is it to break? Well, the, you know what? It's it's a matter of, of pride as far as I'm concerned about not you give up eight goals. Come on. We've given up, you know, 16 in the last three games. Uh, we've always been one of the top defensive teams. The, the, the turnovers that we have and um, the lack of respect that we have for our goaltenders and for the game of hockey. Um, that's ridiculous, and and we have guys that that aren't scoring and aren't contributing offensively and are not showing nearly enough uh, as far as what they want to bring to the table in terms of uh, playing for their teammates and defending and being hard to play against. And like a lot of uh, veteran mistakes, you know, the offensive zone holding, the delay of game, the boarding. I mean, it just seemed like your veterans in this situation need to be good, and they're not. Well, you know what, I I would say that. Um, you know, I'll go through them. As far as our leaders, I thought that Petro started off strong, and I thought that as we got down, he tried to do too much, and uh, and made a couple costly mistakes. Uh, but I thought that there was some progress as far as his game was before that. But obviously, he's got to, as a captain, he's got to make sure that he plays it all the way through, um, regardless of the score. They, you know, he's got to lead the way there. Um, you know, a tough tough play on Bo. There's no question on that. Uh, but I thought that that was one of Bo's one of better games. Um, I liked what Schwartz Shen. Um, I liked what Steen, uh, Tarasenko, uh, Brodzy, Uppy, 
uh, Yaskin, I liked what those guys brought. Um, and we had too many guys that, uh, that didn't match that. So, there's so many like prime chances that teams have had in, in, in yeah, well, you, can't, you can't win like that I, you, you know Hutt's really battled hard you know that's the amazing thing he I don't what did he give up five and he and he battled really hard so just not not even giving those guys a chance right now and that's again for me that's a complete lack of respect for your teammates when you're not you know when you're not ready to block a shot when you turn pucks over carelessly in an eight to three game because you think it's a good idea to go score a goal that's uh, uh, you know, with four minutes left, it's uh, that's that's not right. So, we, you know what, but we're not going to let um, people take away from, um, you know, the the pride and um, the culture that we have here. Obviously, this is a difficult stretch, and uh, I'm anxious to see how I'm anxious to see who is is uh, is ready to respond the right way. Mike, do you almost? to the point now where if you're needing more from some of these guys, do you have to make an example and uh, put somebody else in? Yeah. It's not like you can bench six guys, right? Well, we'll, we'll start with where who we got. You know, we've we've obviously got a couple extra bodies, so, um, you know, it's it's time that we, we make sure that, uh, you know, quality of play, caliber of play, what they can bring offensively, that's one thing, but it, it's a matter of showing that you care. What do I take away from those post-game interviews? Well, I take away a few things. This team has no answers. They just don't. They don't know why they're playing this way. They're in a total funk. Bo Meester said they had some bounces, you know, that went bad, and they're, they played against a good team. And, well, you know, good teams – get beaten in the NHL every night. You've got to just be better. And I'm not saying he's wrong that some bounces didn't go their way. There probably were some bounces that didn't go their way. But the effort wasn't there. No execution. Standing around in front of Jake Allen and Carter Hutton. Not clearing the puck out. Letting guys within 5 to 10 feet of the net just stand there and pass the puck between each other. Letting guys operate behind the net without taking them off the puck, grinding them into the boards, making sure they pay for trying to go behind the net and come back around. A lack of good positioning by goaltenders in the game. Wrong angles taken to shots. This isn't all on the goalies. This isn't all on the defense. But I would have to say, Good defensive play leads to good goalie play. Good goalie play doesn't lead to good defensive play. You have to play good defensively, give your goalie a chance to make the saves, and the Blues aren't doing that. They're not putting a ton of pressure on the other team's goalies. Now, they may get 30, 36, 37 shots, and people say, but Lance, they got 37 shots last night on the net. Yes, they did. I will agree. But out of those 37, 25 of them were right in the goalie's chest. Or they were pucks that by the time they got to the goaltender, there was nobody in front of him and he could see him to get the right angle to make the save. People say, well, this team isn't doing things big. Well, they're not doing the small things. And I'm going to tell you from my experience playing hockey for years, and I know people get sick of and I don't know people get sick of hearing this. No, I was not a 
No, I was not a professional hockey player. But I do hope I know something about it, considering how long I played the game. When you're young, and you can ask any NHL player this, when you're young, what's one of the first things they teach you? Keep your legs moving. Keep your legs moving. Whether you're in the offensive zone, whether you're trying to play defense, keep your legs moving. Defensively, you keep your legs moving, you get better position on that player that has the puck. You stop your legs, you're grabbing him, you're hooking him, you're slashing him, you're holding him because you're not skating with him and you're not moving your legs. Offensively, you go into the offensive zone, you go to an area and you stand. You stand there. You scoot around a little bit, maybe within a two to three foot area. It doesn't do you good. It does not. You have to move around in the offensive area to get a position to where you're open to be able to take a pass to shoot the puck. This team has a huge issue on both sides of the puck moving around. When they do move around, they're still making mistakes. But a lot of these mistakes are leading to these guys not keeping their legs moving. You can't get the puck out of your own end if you're not moving your legs. Yeah, you can shoot it out, you know, nonchalantly. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But guys, keep moving your legs. I don't know why. I guess the simple things sometimes just fall backwards on you. The Blues can do that. It's going to lead to less mistakes. You're going to give up the puck less. You're going to find guys open more on the offensive side. That's huge to me. Also, give your goalie the area to see the puck. If you're going to block the damn shot, block it. Don't do it nonchalantly. Go all into it. Block it. But don't crowd your goalie. Don't allow other players from the other team, two or three guys, to get in that shooting lane. Because no matter what angle that goalie has to the puck, if he can't see it, 99.9% of the time, he's not going to save it. Is it sometimes going to hit off of him by luck and chance? Yes. But a goalie has to be able to see a puck to take the angle he needs to, has to know where that shooter is, has to know where he thinks that shooter's going. This team in all aspects of the game is bad. They're not playing with heart. They're not playing with a sense of urgency. And there's been people that say, oh, this locker room is split. Alex Steen is pissed off because he didn't get the the C and Petrangelo has got the C and half of the locker room is with Petrangelo and half of the locker room is with Steen. I don't buy that. Because if that's the case, these coaches should have squashed that a long time ago. It should have been squashed. Or if it continued, one of these guys should have been moved. You know, if you can't accept what we've given you as a captain and you're causing something in the locker room, move on. I'm not saying that happened. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. But I think there is something wrong. Because normally when players get along and they like each other, and they really want to play a team game, they play for the other guy. They don't just play for themselves. Yeah, they want goals. Yeah, they want to be able to block a shot as a defenseman. Yeah, they want to be able to make a big save as a goalie. You know, they want to make that great pass. But when you don't play for your team, it shows up on the ice. And these guys right now aren't playing for each other. 
I'm sorry, you can argue with me if you want to. But they're not playing for each other. They're not sticking to their game. The beginning of the season, the Blues played this type of game. Cut down on the quality shots. Let your goalie make the saves he needs to. He'll make some of those saves that are hard when he has to. But make sure he's able to make the ones that he should make and that he needs to. You've got to make sure that when you're a defenseman, give your goalie a chance to make the saves. The Blues were doing that. And on the other end of the ice, they were getting quality scoring chances. They weren't scoring a lot. They were winning games 3-2, to 2-1, two, two to 1-0, one, one to 2-0, to so on and so forth, 4-1. to one. That was their game. That has to be their game. We all knew at the beginning of the year that this team would have problems scoring. We knew we'd probably get it from Schwartz, but he missed the year. We knew we'd get some from Tarasenko. We weren't sure about Shin, but he's come along just fine. But overall, as a team, you need more than two or three guys scoring. And this team doesn't have that. Because when one or, you, one or two of your guys are off that night, a Tarasenko or a Shin, or a Schwartz after he's come back, you're not going to score. And if you only have two guys scoring normally, what's the other team's going to do? They're going to dive down and make sure those other guys don't have any room to move around. They're just not. That leaves other guys open. Berglund, Steen, Upshaw, Brodziak. Uh, it, it just leaves all these other guys open. Yashkin. Don't get me going on Dimitri Yashkin. They keep saying this guy plays well. This guy should have been off this team last year. You know, they made sure Payarvi was gone. Yashkin needs to be the next guy to go. He's a huge disappointment. Huge. This team needs to play with heart. They have to. They have to care about the team, number one. They have to buy into what their coaches are, are telling them. I don't know. Do they not agree with what Mike Yo's telling them? But there's something wrong with this team. I've heard people say, there's nothing wrong with the locker room. Mike Yo's just fine. The players are just fine. They've got talent. They're just playing too hard. No, 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 no. You can say that for a game or two. The guys are just pushing and pushing too hard. Seven games, now, there's something to it. Either Mike Yo's lost this team, doesn't have the respect of the team. The players aren't getting along with each other. There's something wrong in the locker room. Or they just don't care. There's, got, there, there's something wrong. And like I said, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to come out and say that, that it's Mike Yo. I'm not going to come out and say it's definitely the locker room. I'm not going to come out and say these guys don't care. But there's something wrong with this team. And as I said recently, they've got, I believe, 18 or 19 games left. I think it's 19. They probably have to win 13 of those 19 to get into the playoffs. Do you see that happening? Do you see them winning 10 out of their last 19? With the way they're playing right now. I, I just don't see it. This team has to turn it around and win seven or eight in a row. They really do. Even if they win three and lose one, win four and lose one, hey, that's better than they're playing. But they've got to go on a major winning streak here to have a chance. Other teams are playing better. Other teams are catching up to them. And they just keep falling. Just keep falling big time. I don't know if people realize this, but since the month of November... I think the Blues were 21-4-3 or 21-4-2. They had like 43 or 45 points. 
do you realize that since November, this team has only got about 30 points or under? So that gives you December, January, and February. This team has played bad. Started out December decently, but after the ninth, and I know that Schwartz got hurt in that Detroit game on the ninth, this team just fell apart. And yeah, Schwartz has got something to do with it. But other teams lose players. Other teams lose good players like Schwartz, and they find a way to win. This team just hasn't. You know, I'm trying to stay positive and hope the Blues can show us some heart. If they show me something the rest of these games and don't make the playoffs, I'm unhappy they didn't make the playoffs. But if they don't show me something and just get totally blown out, I'm going to be pretty upset. I really will be. Because these guys have a city that loves them. The city that keeps loving these guys after years of disappointment, after years of promises, after years from different general managers saying it's the time. You know, we've put up with a lot over these 51 years. We just have. We've had some good times. We've had some bad times. The fans will always be there. But don't make these fans look stupid by supporting you when you're not showing heart, when you're not showing effort. Show them you have pride in the city. Show them you have pride in yourself. And I know you guys love this city. I I, I do. But right now, it's not showing. You guys have to do something. Play your heart out, and if you don't make the playoffs, hey, that makes me happy that you played your heart out. That makes most Blues fans happy. This team tried. They struggled. They lost seven games in a row. But damn it, they tried. They really did. They played well those last 19 games. They put their heart out there. They were in every single game. They didn't win a lot of them, but man, they were in every single game. They gave themselves a chance to win. The city will understand. Most fans outside the city will understand. We've understood for 51 years. But if you go out there and you keep playing like this, fans aren't going to understand. They just aren't. You're going to lose some season ticket holders. You're going to lose some of those fans that went to 5, 10 games a year. You're just going to lose them. And I sincerely hope, and this message goes out to the Blues front office, you don't try to raise season ticket prices again. You're definitely going to lose season ticket holders if you do that. You, you really, really are. So please, Blues, don't make that bad PR move and do that. Keep season ticket prices the same. Or be have a good gesture if you don't make the playoffs and lower them by 5%. Do something. Show the city something on the ice. Show the city something off the ice. Mr. Stillman, you're an owner. You're a guy who says he loves hockey and understands hockey. Do something. Doug Armstrong, you were just given a four-year extension. I wouldn't have given it to you till the end of the year. That's me personally. But, hey, that's not my decision. I understand why they gave it to you. But do something. You say you're in a youth movement. We've been saying that for how long? We've been saying that since John Davidson was here when they drafted T.J. Oshie and Berglund and David Perron, and then after that, Petrangelo. Uh, we're going to be great in all these years. Are we being sold another bucket of crap? Is Jordan Cairo, is uh, Robert Thomas, is Costin, are these guys really that good, Sammy Blay? Are they as good as you say they are? What's this going to be like for the next three to four years? Because attendance will go down if we go with the youth movement and this team doesn't show anything. 
you will lose fans. You lost them when you started missing the playoffs, I believe, in the 2005-2006 season. Do you guys remember that? When it got down to about 12,000 people a game, sometimes 11, 13,000. Then when Chicago would come in town, you'd have a big crowd. I don't want to see that happen again. So I'm going to end the podcast with just three things to ask for. Show some heart. Play for your teammates. And play the coach's system. That's all I ask. Well, the Blues will be taking on the Red Wings tonight. Hopefully they can get back on the winning track. I'm sure they're going to be wore out from last night's game, but they got to do something. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this long podcast. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, and let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.